Blessed be he who seeks shelter in a secret place with the Most High. Jah Rastafari. Yo, I would like to say um, good for you for your, for your conviction. I know as an um, individual who considers themselves to be Christian-based, uh, has serious problems listening to other Christians speak about matters such as this um, because there's a tone of evangelizing that is um, disturbing in nature. It's a disrespect to other faiths and what have you. But when listening to you, I don't pick that up. I don't pick up that that's the general. I don't pick up that that's where you're coming from. So for those individuals who are listening and, and, um, and messaging you in judgment and prejudice, you should learn um, how to be more compassionate. Good for you. Good for you and your convictions, though. God bless. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. great episode for you today i'm super excited i'm bringing on dark waters uh yes that dark waters uh that youtube dark waters dogman expert dark waters uh spiritual warfare master dark waters i'm bringing him on the show today i just sent the invite uh out to him just wait for him to jump on uh super excited dad this one's for you i know that you don't miss an episode. You don't miss anything that Dark Waters puts out. So I hope you enjoy this. Vic, my uncle, I hope you enjoy this. And uh, to the rest of you, I'm, I have a good feeling that you will. So I just want to say uh, thank you to all the people on uh, all the all the blurry crowd out there, blurry creatures. I noticed that an influx of you guys have come on uh, to, to join me and uh, follow along. And I, I appreciate your support. I appreciate you guys for listening. All right, let's go ahead and bring on DW. All right, Mr. Dark Waters, DW. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Blessed. Uh, as, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I, I love what you do. I love your content. Um, my dad sends me something from you almost daily. 
I, he's like, <laughs> my, my mom really? loves like your number one fan, man. <laughs> he was like, you got you to gotta listen to this. And it'll be like, you know, a two-hour dogman segment, or it'll be, you know, a, a prayer that he wants to make sure, you know, that we that I, I start listening to about generational curses and stuff. I just, everything's just so informative and exciting. I, I just appreciate what you do. So I just want to get that out there. No, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate being in a position to do it. You know, when I first started doing this, I didn't understand it, bro. Um, I'm starting to understand now what's going on. Because, you know, my, my background is engineering. My love, my passion is like hardcore, like um, hand-to-hand combat business. I mean, like politics that leads to city. Con- I'm talking about the grittiest, grimiest, mm. um, uh, 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 type of business that there is you know house of cards type of business i love that like i get a thrill out of that like my heart races when i'm involved in it and i find myself spending years over in this corner of the paranormal world like in this isolated corner and i'm like man what well, what am i doing over here and every time i would go back to the politics and, and the hardcore business something would go wrong which would let me be there mm. um i mean I mean, it was just crazy. And so now I understand uh, the gift that God gave me. I need to use it a certain way. And so now I'm using it. And I'm a little more comfortable. So when I started getting comfortable with it, bro, then people locally really started hearing about Dark Waters. And it was funny, bro. A friend of mine calls me. And he's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm standing right here with one next to one of your big fans. I'm like, man, what you talking about? He's like, like, this lady is a huge fan of yours, bro. She don't believe that I know you. I told her we grew up together. And I'm like, okay. He's like, she won't speak to you. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's dog water. So he, <laughs> me and her talk for a minute, and then she walks away. And he was like, bro, what the hell is going on? Why was that lady acting that way? I was like, bro, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just cool about it, you know? <laughs> so, no, I, I enjoy doing it, man. I really enjoy doing it. I love it. I love it. So, how did you always find yourself in this paranormal lane? Like what got you into the unexplained and the paranormal? Um, it was a combination of things. It was, uh, having growing up in new Orleans and having my own little paranormal encounters as a kid. Okay. Um, and then my family's history, which is a history that delves into voodoo, um, and not delves into it really deals in voodoo. I mean, hoodoo, I'm sorry, hoodoo, not voodoo. Um, and then a horrific divorce where I gave up everything just to have my kids that isolated me in a position of where I need to, to generate different revenue streams. And this was one of the revenue streams that I was trying to generate. And it was the last thing I expected to take off. And it, it launched off like it skyrocketed off, you know what I'm saying? And then I went through the learning process, which is what I call it. Now that looking back on it, I learned a lot. Um, yeah, I went through the learning phase. It's crazy phase of learning. So yeah, that's how I got into it. I've always enjoyed storytelling, though. Um, I mastered the ability to tell stories. And I really do believe I would call it mastered the ability to tell stories from hanging out with friends, you know, drinking cigars, smoking, you know, just chilling with friends. And you know, when you hang out with influential people, you can't just talk over them. Um, you can't talk at them. You kind of got to tell them a story. So if you're sitting with a powerful person 
And you need them to understand that they have no choice but to do what you want them to do. You don't sit there in front of everybody and say, listen, you're going to do what the hell I tell you to do. No, you tell them a story about a guy who didn't do what you told them to do and what happened to him, right? <laughs> to relate to get the point across. I'm serious, bro. That's yeah, what is so you develop that hardcore skill to communicate um to people. And it doesn't for me, it doesn't matter race, you know, age, you know, none of that matters. It's just ability to communicate and get a point across. And so when I start doing the stories in these are real people's stories for, for the record. Like people like, oh, don't want us to mix these up. No, these are real people's encounters. Right. When I started doing the stories. Um, I wanted to focus on the actual individual as opposed to like a dog man or a black eyed kid or a, um, or a Bigfoot because we can't relate to any of those entities. I can relate to you as a human being. You can relate to me. I can relate to a man who has... Uh, a wife and kids or a single uh, single guy or a guy who went through a divorce, it's easier for a person to relate to another person. And so I started focusing on telling people stories that just so happened to involve Dogman, Bigfoot, and whatever the hell else is out there, right? right? And I think that's why it's been so successful because I don't focus on the entity. I focus on the person when I'm telling the story because that's what we can relate to. I like that. I like that. And you're right. You know, I've learned that in the last couple of years doing the show. Um, I always kept my personal experiences personal, but I found out real quick. As soon as I started talking to people about starting a show like this, everybody had a story. They just needed somebody to make them comfortable enough to share it. And it's that, that relationship building that, that goes on there that, you know, I, you're absolutely right. And I just want to say, you are a hundred percent New Orleans, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I lived in Shreveport for six years. And when I went to New Orleans, it was a different world. It's like everybody there had a hustle and you had to, to watch who you were around, you know, yep. and at least for my personal experience, but it, I, I respected it so much. Like even like walking through Bourbon Street at night, there'd be a guy standing there, you know, like a statue. I'm like, yeah, man, can I get a picture so I can remember this? And he's like, absolutely. So he poses with me and stuff. Who knew it would be like $2 a picture with, yep. a, with my own digital camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's like, New Orleans, man. Everybody was after it. And, you know, you just got to, got to jump in and you know play along and it it's a great thing it was a uh it's an experience i'll never forget getting to spend time down there so yeah, yeah that man. is the that's the crazy thing like um bro when i first came into the paranormal field it really confused me bro because growing up in new orleans there's rules that mm -hmm. we live by and i i, I really was confused because i'm sitting here listening to people that i don't know talk crazy about me i'm watching people talk about each other crazy and so i'm sitting back and i'm saying yo did i just enter the twilight zone because <laughs> some of the things that people were doing in the paranormal community down here you die for right. like you like you die for less down here bro and i'm just sitting <laughs> here like what are these people doing and then uh i so i started to sit back and and watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it and then it hit me i said man you know what 
these people ain't never been in nothing in life at all. They never seen nothing at all. Nope. They ain't never seen, they never seen a poor, they never seen one one hundredth of the stuff that you've seen. So I just started having fun with them at that point in time. <laughs> and uh and and harassing them and messing with them and teasing them. And um, because at that point in time I realized, no, 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 no. This is the group of kids, or oh, some of them are the group of kids who um and they were real young guys. They were at like the the nerdy table in school. They didn't have any friends. They were in the band club or whatever. Yep. And now they've gotten on YouTube and they've gotten some power and some clout and they're flexing their muscle. And I said, okay, you know, I know how to deal with that. That's all good. Let them see what real muscle is and keep it moving. But uh, it was that was a shock for me, bro. I tell people to this day, I never seen such disrespect. I guess it's the uh, anonymity that allows people to be disrespectful. I've never seen such disrespect in my life. Yeah. And it was just like, man, that was crazy. So God saved a lot of people's lives. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Y'all owe a lot to Jesus for that. That's right. You know, it, it helps having a, a keyboard and a, a computer monitor that you can hide behind on it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus saved a lot of people. <laughs> Son, sit down. Wait, James, sit down. <laughs> Leave him alone. He saved a lot of people, man. But, um, and, and the other thing about this field, I'm going to tell you, and you know this from a, a Christian, a Jesus Christ believer perspective. Another thing I didn't understand about this field when I came in was how men and people was like witches and warlocks and pure Satanists. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, like pure hell Satan Satanists, bro. Like some of these people who listen to content, they're listening to Satanists and they don't realize it. Yeah. You know, they, they're listening. It's crazy. Like, I, I had this conversation with a guy yesterday, right? He he calls me. He says, hey, DW, you know, I want to know how I'm going to grow my channel, right? I see that your channel started to grow. I want to grow my channel like your channel, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. I said, um, I said, can I keep it real with you? And he was like, yeah. I said, uh, tell me about your religious beliefs, what you got going on. Bada bing, bada boom, right? My man started talking. And the first thing he does is blaspheme God. I'm like, all right, you shouldn't be doing that, bro. Because if you know any better, you would know not to do that. But I'm going to tell you, bro, don't do that again because you're going to get yourself in trouble and you're going to make me have to say something to you. So we keep talking. We keep talking. And he says, well, you know, my channel's been growing. I'm trying to get my channel to get bigger. And, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I said, I'm going to keep it 100% real with you. I said, you ain't going to hear this from nobody else because nobody else knows to tell you this. I said, in every business that you function in, you're going to hit a roadblock because in this realm, this world that we function in, there are built-in roadblocks. Those built-in roadblocks are decision patterns, that decision points that you make. And I say, so you've gotten to a decision point and I say, you can make a decision. I said, you can work with God's spirit or you can work with one of those other spirits. And he's like, well, I don't get what you're talking about. I said, well, you, you deal with the creepypasta people. I said, you know that a lot of those creepypasta peoples have done deals with spirits. And he gets quiet. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, I, I said, I know for sure. And I said, because they don't know how to hide it. And their personalities change. You see it on them. You know, um, and I said, the thing about what they've done is they made a deal with a spirit to get from 50,000 subscribers to 300,000 subscribers. Then you go look at their numbers and it's just sitting still. There's nothing going on. Yep. And I tell him, I said, bro, if I'm you, 
and I want to get over that hurdle, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to turn to Christ and I'm going to beg him to help me. I say, you know the problem with, with doing that for most people? He was like, no, D, what you think? What is DW? What is I said, it's because you don't want to feel weak and you don't want to feel run down and you don't want to feel guilty. I say, so here's what you might end up doing, bro. And I just told myself, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. You going to trade your soul for some subscribers. You're going to turn YouTube into an idol, which is going to send you to hell too. I said, all oh, because you just don't want to be wrong. And I told him, I told him about what I did in my lifetime. And I said, bro, I can tell you, you ain't did nothing worse than I did. I said, I can promise you, I done did worse things than you've done. And I said, so you got a decision to make, my man. I said, you can, you can decide which way you're going to go. I said, because that's the, the choices that's going to be presented to you. You came to me after you went to them, didn't you? He was like, yeah. And I said, and they told you something similar, right? He's like, yeah. I said, so now you got the choice on the table. I said, why do you think I answered your phone call? Why do you think me and you started talking? I said, bro, God want me to tell you that. So you know you got a choice. And he know I'll tell you just like that. <laughs> I said, so I'm telling you like it is, bro. I said, you got a choice to make. I said, I want to be clear with you who I work with. My business partner is Jesus Christ, yeah. also known as uh, Jehovah El Mishpat, the judge, also known as... Uh, uh, Jehovah Seaglock, the Lord who who uh, hears our confessions and, and the Lord of righteousness, that's who my business partner is. I said, so, and it hurts to be that, <laughs> to be in business with him, just like it hurts to be in business with other people, because you have to die to yourself. Yes, yeah. And my man, bro, he didn't, I don't think he got it. I think he got it, but I don't think he got it, bro. So, yeah. um, it is what it is, though, bro. Mm. Yeah, hopefully he he got it before he got too far into whatever he was messing with to begin with. That that stuff scares me, man. Well, it I I say it scares me, but it don't anymore. It used to scare me. <laughs> it right. used to scare me until I knew exactly what I was messing with, what I was being confronted by, and you could it becomes so obvious. DW doing this show, man. Uh, I would have people come on here and. I, I, my walk with Jesus got a lot closer as, you know, this last two years have went on. Um, when I first started, you know, I, I said my prayers at night and that was about the end of it. You know what I mean? But doing this show, I would have people come on and they want to talk about some kind of demonic encounter they had. Well, wouldn't you know that my, my calls would drop, you know, my, my screen would freeze. And then I got to where I was hearing, you know, EVPs come through on some of my shows. People were emailing me, hey, man, you got to listen to, you know, such and such episode at such and such time. There's something else talking. And it it helped me learn real quick that this is real, you know, more real than what I had already realized. You know, I believe mm -hmm. in ghosts. I believe in this stuff all my life. But to know that they it is that tangible and that it's that interested in what you have to say. Uh, it, it just made it a lot more real to me. So I started digging in deeper on spiritual warfare, uh, ways to protect my family, uh, different scriptures that I would use, like, you know, Psalm 91. Um, there's, there's a ton of them, but, uh, and like we talked about before, we recorded the, uh, the full armor of God. So the more I did this, the more I got into it, the stronger my, my defense got to where, you know, I was almost, waiting on <laughs> you know I, I was waiting to see some kind of some kind of evil 
to start with me so I can go ahead and kick it out of here again. Um, because it works. You can feel it. You can see it. You can see the change in your family and your friends, how some people just disappear and they quit talking to you. Uh, you, you find out what team people are on. Yeah, you know what? And you're right. But I want to, let me give you a little bit more. Let's talk about spiritual warfare. Let's give you some real hardcore things. So, yes, sir. Let's do that. Um, so early you were talking about, uh, you know, those people coming to you and they're coming to you to, for interviews and they want to talk about these demonic things. It's a little bit more deeper than that. Um, the, in the Bible, it says that, you know, Satan came to steal, kill and destroy. If that's right. his objective, then that's the objective of all his his homies that he rolled with. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. they the purple gang, that's it. I call them purple gang. That's the objective of purple gang, right? They're going to they gonna still kill, destroy, right? Yep. So what we don't understand as podcasters and YouTubers, and it took me a long time to understand this. I saw it and then I, I would see it. People would try and tell me about it and I get aggravated with them. You see, it's not so much that, um, it's not so much about them trying to assault you. It's them trying to use and convert you. Tell you a quick story. Yeah. Um, there were some people that I was dealing with that knew what my gift was and knew what I was supposed to do. They knew it from the moment they met me. Um, they knew because they had the ability to psychically see it through spirits. Mm. So imagine a scenario where psychically, you can reach out to spirits and the spirits say, oh, no, no, this is this man's destiny. He's destined to do this for the kingdom of God. And then they say, well, what would be my reward if I could turn him away? Mm. All right. And that's what the objective is with, for people like us in the paranormal field. Think about it. We're in the heart of darkness, helping right. people and pulling souls out of the heart of darkness. So it's a reward for certain people. If they can pull you away from Christ and pull you away from God. I'll tell you another story. My um, Sean Graham, who who hosts uh, Chasing the Truth on the Dark Waters channel. Okay. If you go back and look, when Sean first came out, um, me and him did a deal where Sean would do shows Saturday nights with me on my channel. And then the minute, and everything was cool, the minute Sean launched his own channel, and Sean is a true Christian, believes in Jesus Christ, died um, in a car accident, went to a coma, and had a near-death experience where he spent time with God, with Christ, he met Satan, he met everybody, right? This guy believes in Jesus Christ. The, the minute he started his own channel, those forces started coming to him, and next thing you know, he had psychics on his channel with him, um, and then the psychics started arguing and going their own different ways, but it's what the, the mission is to recruit you and your talents and your gifts that Christ gave you to the other team. Mm -hmm. So it can be used for the other team's benefit. And what ends up happening is most Christians who are just in general, but most Christians who are in positions of prominent power, they're not aware of the objective of the other team. Um, so they just running around doing what they're doing, hanging out, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And next thing you know, boom, you done got caught up. And you playing for the team and you don't know it. I've done interviews, bro. And I and I, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the guys, but I did an interview where I go on and I'm talking about telling some stories that happened to me and I'm professing Jesus Christ. And I didn't realize until after the interview because somebody close to me was listening to it. The minute I stopped, 
the other person starts professing about his story, his encounter with this man who he saw on the street that gave him this little bead and this little trinket. And the guy who listened to the interview, that was my friend, he said, hold on. He said, James, did you really listen to what was going on? I said, nah, bro, you know, I do a lot of interviews. I'm trying to cook me some dinner. I'm hungry. He's like, no, no, no. I need you to stop what you're doing and go back and listen. So he explains it to me. He says, you're professing Christ. He was like, God loves you because you've been professing Christ the whole time and you retarded and you crazy and you've been getting attacked by demons. And you didn't know how to protect yourself, but you kept on doing it. And he said, he loved you. He said, but this guy is over here and he doesn't realize what he's professing. He's talking about somebody who was a Satanist that tricked him. And so we break it all down. I call those guys. I said, listen, guys, you know, I know y'all believers in Christ. I said, but y'all got jammed up in this one, man. And I said, um, I asked him, I said, when did your show take off? And he's like, you know, right after we had that encounter with that guy. And I said, so y'all had this encounter with this guy and then your show takes off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I break it down to him. I said, bro, you got hustled. And I said, what you did was you took an object from someone that had a spirit on it. And I said, you came in agreement with that spirit. Now that spirit is working to build your show. And I said, oh, well, the worst part of it is the guy who you took the object from told you to give it to your wife. I said, so you took it and you gave it to your wife. I said, so now you and your wife came in agreement with it. And the phone goes silent. And he says, you know what? If anybody else told me this, I wouldn't believe him. He said, I'm telling you, Dark, if any freaking body else told me this, I wouldn't believe him, but it's you. We're going to go deal with it. So I ain't heard back from him on it. I don't know what they decided to do, but the guy told me, hey, go tell them what happened to them so they can fix it. And I said, later on, I was praying. I said, God, you want me to reach back out? No, nah, they're going to they gonna reach back out to you when it's time. So spiritual warfare is more than just prayers. And the reason why I tell that story is it's more than just prayers. It's understanding the rules of engagement, which for them, there are no rules. Um, the issues that you have in a way to protect yourself, right? Uh, give you another example. One of the things that I'm dealing with right now, and this is going to be crazy. I'm going to tell some of my personal business. I'm dealing with this right now is um, I'll be getting married soon, right? And you know, via marriage, when you're marrying someone, according to the Bible, when a man and woman become one flesh, um, they're married, period, right? right? So everybody you have sex with, you're married to, right? Yep. So if you don't go to God himself and repent of those sins and plead the blood of Jesus Christ of those sins and divorce those people that you're married to, in God's eyes, you in a constant state of adultery, right? Mm. So um, I'm talking to one of my friends. We're working on doing some prayers for this. I'm like, bro, we got to fix this. Da 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 And this guy is a very close friend of mine. He, I, I, There's no doubt that he hears from the Holy Spirit, God through the Holy Spirit. And so he's like, all right, man, I'm going to go pray on it. We're going to get it together. He calls me back. He says, hey, um, bro, I got to talk to you about something crazy. I'm like, okay, what is it? He said, well, you have a spiritual wife and spiritual children. I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he said, you have spiritual wife and spiritual. I said, what the hell are you talking about? And he says, yeah, um, you have a spiritual wife and a spiritual children from when you was in college. And he breaks it all down. I'm like, oh, holy crap. I do remember doing all that. I said, well, what I need to do? He said, well, that spiritual wife is petitioning for you not to marry this woman that's going to be your wife. Oh, wow. I said, that's not possible, right? He said, oh, no, that's possible. 
And so he goes, he said, I'm going to go to the Bible. I'm going to show you. Opens it up. Boom, 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 boom. I said, man, that's crazy. And he explained to me, he said, you know what? There are certain activities that we participate in, right? That draw spirits. So if you watch pornography yeah. on a regular basis, you draw spirits. If you masturbate on a regular basis, that draws a spirit. People are like, masturbation is not a sin. No, it ain't no sin. But guess what? It draws something to you for yeah. sure, right? It's of the um, flesh. So. It's of the flesh. Um, and so these activities that we we do, which are, you know, the various forms of sin, greed, theft, you, know, you name whatever the sin is, we all do them. Right. Um, if you consistently do them, you attract the spirit that likes that particular sin. And then that spirit becomes your partner. And most people don't understand this, but all spirits, God, you know this, God gave man and woman dominion over this planet, right? That's Genesis, if I'm not mistaken, that's Genesis one in the 20s 26 27 maybe all the way to 28 right yep. so god gave man and woman dominion and so in order for anything to happen on this planet a spirit has to work through a person in order for it to go down yeah right so that and so the true spiritual warfare is the battle over us human beings as territory that can be used for either god or for satan right so we if we understand that then you understand that when you start sinning and you put yourself in a position of, okay, let's say I masturbate every day. This is adult talk show, right? If yep. Your kids listen. I'm sorry, but your kids listening. But <laughs> let's right. say you, you, you masturbating every day. You eventually you're going to get to the point to where you masturbate. And you don't know why you masturbate. You don't even want to. That's when you get to the point to where you partner with the spirit because you attracted the spirit in. And in those cases, it's either female or male spirit. And it, it lays claim to you. So now that spirit has a claim on you. That's real spiritual warfare. And the, the the other portion of it is how do you get rid of it? How do you stop it? So if you are a um if you're a husband and um your wife is having nasty dreams at night, like something's having sex with her in her sleep, what happened? How did it start? And how do you get rid of it? That's the true essence of spiritual warfare. Most right. people think it's just scriptures and prayers, it's a level of understanding of how the spiritual realms work and not even spiritual realms. That's, that's God, forgive me for saying it that way of how God's laws work that allows you to deal with these things that happen in your household. Um, for example, um, I'm trying to give you a really, really, Oh, here's a perfect example. Okay. Across the street from me right now, there's a guy who's, uh, who practices, uh, I think it's called Yoruba is what it's called. Um, he has little statues in his, uh, in his side yard. He has incense. He has all this other stuff. And early in the morning, when I'm outside praying, I can smell those incense. And when I'm outside reading my Bible, I'll smell the incense. So I'm up early in the morning doing my worship. He's up early in the morning doing his worship, right? All right. I knew about it. I had seen him. Me and him never had no issues, not, never went down negative, right? Well, one morning I'm outside smoking a cigar at three o'clock in the morning. His wife comes outside. She's going to her car. This truck is barreling down the street and it's like slows down and starts to slam on his brakes. Like they about to hop out and catch his, like kidnap his wife. Mm. This guy's out of town, completely out of town. Um, I get up because I'm just sitting there seeing it and I start running in that direction. Well, the guy who's in the driver's side sees me running towards them 
and he pulls off while the guy's halfway outside of the passenger side door. Pulls off, cuts off, goes about his business. She's standing there in shock because she hadn't seen what happened. And it takes a little while for the process in her mind. And she's like, oh, my God, you were outside. I said, yeah, I'm always outside smoking in the middle of the night. Had you not been here, then um, they may have kidnapped me because she's a very, very attractive woman. Right. And I said, I don't know. I said, but I want to I see you every day. We neighbors. I wasn't going to let that happen. Boom. Right. Her husband comes in town and um, he says, the first, the minute he sees me, he comes over. He says, man, I want to talk to you and tell you, thank you for what you did for my wife. And I don't remember the name of the spirit that he said. He was like, but the spirit of blah, 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 sent you there to protect my family. Mm-hmm. And he reaches his hand out. And I'm just looking at him. Like, imagine a man standing there, standing there with their hands out to shake your hand. And I'm just standing there looking at him. And I say, excuse me, do you mind saying that again? And he kind of looks confused. I said, do you mind saying that one more time? He said, the spirit of blah, 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 um, sent you to protect my family. And the voice in my head, which is the Holy Spirit, says, "Don't you better not shake his hand. Right. Yeah, it's agreement. Yeah. Better not come in agreement with him. And I'm, and I'm like, nah, bro, that ain't how that work. I said, you know what I was doing, my man? I said, I was sitting outside smoking a cigar, reading my Bible. I said, my God called me outside to sit there and read at three o'clock in the morning to save your wife. That spirit let your wife, left your wife hanging, bro. I said, you need to leave it alone. He looks like, you know how you can tell somebody to get mad and their eyes get red? Yeah. Now, black folks, our eyes don't get red unless we mad. Like, his eyes got red. And I said, go tell us, go ask the spirit if it's true. And, bro, I'm talking about me and this guy never really had any conversations, my man. Right. This is, like, really all for, like, it's, hey, bro, how you doing? Hey, bro, how you doing? It ain't no, this is our real first, really our hardcore conversation. And I'm like, go ask it if it's true. He turns around, don't say nothing, go in his house. I don't see him for a couple of days. And the next time I saw him, all he said was, I came over here to thank you. Wow. And I was like, no, no, no. Did you get an answer? He said, I don't want to share that, but I just want to, I want to say thank you. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, nah, he know, he know the truth. Don't worry about it. He know the truth. And so let's dig deeper into what that actually was. So, you know, spiritual warfare Let's say this. Let me reverse and slow down. Um, you remember the story of Jacob's ladder, right? Yes. Where he 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 found a place to sleep at night, and he woke up, and, and while he was asleep, he was seeing angels ascending and descending up and down a ladder, right? Well, that that place that he laid at was an altar that his great grandfather built. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was his great grand Abraham Isaac. So his great grandfather, right? That's great grandfather built. So he slept in an altar. And what is an altar? An altar is a place where um, prayers exchange and spiritual exchanges happen, right? right. Um, an altar is a place dedicated to a God, mm-hmm. whatever God that that person may serve. You know, somebody may dedicate their altar to Papa Legba. You and I dedicate our altar to Jesus Christ. Back then, it was known he was known as Jehovah. Um, the great I am, all kind of different names for God, right? So in my neighborhood right now, which what we saw was a battle of altars. My house where I pray every day is an altar to my God. His house where he lit his incense and prayed every day was an altar to his God, right? And then what played out in between was the battle for his wife and people trying to kidnap his wife. He wasn't home. If the spirit was going to help him, why the spirit didn't tell him to sit home? Right. Right. And so 
what happens, another aspect of spiritual warfare is when spiritual altars are next to each other. And as you saw in Jacob's ladder, there were angels coming back and forth out of that altar. And I'm pretty sure right now, as I'm talking, there's spirits coming out of his altar. Mm-hmm. And so what true spiritual warfare is, is when two altars or two different gods are within the same vicinity of each other, they clash and they battle and they fight. Remember how they talk about, yeah, you know, it says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence taken by force, right? Yeah. That is an indication as to what goes on in the spirit realm. That's why we have spiritual armor. Um, am I talking too much or are we good? We, no, no, we you're good. You're good. <laughs> you, you got my gears going, you know, because I, I said something like, I said something similar the other day. Uh, I got into a conversation. I was trying to have a conversation with somebody in my family and my wife let me know that I was being, she said, I've never heard you get so aggressive so fast. Like you just tried to shut that down. What happened? And I told her, I said, I don't think our spirits like each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was just that I could feel that it was, there was a, uh, a supernatural tension. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack, uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to squatchsurvivalgear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP22 and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's BUMP, B-U-M-P, 22 to save 10% site-wide. This is a veteran-owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America, the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American-made. There's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com But wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now. Use Bump22. Save 15% site wide at squatch survival gear.com no, i'm sorry to interrupt go ahead no go, go, go no ahead. no no. it's a conversation bro just, we just ch- we chopping it up yeah, um but the point i was making is true spiritual warfare is where two altars are in the same place then those spirits collide mm-hmm. not the spirits then angels and demons fight like literally in the spirit realm there's a battle where things are fighting that's why michael is known as the the uh skull crushing archangel right amen and even and it's it's depicted in the bible it talks about um when daniel prayed and i think it was gabriel that came to him uh, forgive me guys if i'm getting the, the angel's names wrong you're good like oh, i got caught up in this i got caught up by the king of persia he was over there we were scrapping it out fighting bing 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 bro i wouldn't have got here if michael wouldn't michael. Came. big homie mike came yep. mike came and shut it down right that yep. lets you know that they scrapping out there in them streets That's so it. If we know 
they scrapping in the streets and they fighting. And then we understand that it gives us a deeper insight into what true spiritual warfare truly is. For example, you take an urban city like New Orleans that's dilapidated, buildings falling down. And for the me as a younger Christian, I used to say to myself, man, you know, it's crazy how they got a church on the same corner with the liquor store and why the community looked like this. And I was so ignorant. I had to apologize to God and be like, Lord, I was so ignorant. And all I heard was, yes, you were, but you ain't <laughs> ignorant no more. And I'm going to need you to go handle this. But it's the essence of what it should be. It should be one of his altars in the heart of one of the worst areas because his altar, whether it be a tire shop, whether it be a church, whether it be a, I thought I heard somebody turn on my door now. I'm about to say, boy, you're going to get plugged in here. Whether it be a church, um, whether it be a car wash, it gives an opportunity. Actually, the more people that come through that, the better. It gives those people an opportunity to interact with the spirit of God. Yes. There's a, there's a car wash up the street from my house, right? And it's uh, my fiance and I were in there. We went to go with the car wash before we went to vacation. And I'm sitting in a car wash waiting for my, you know, it's the kind where you get out and they move, they push it through, the, it goes to the machine down the rail and then they wipe it off. And so we're sitting there and the Holy Spirit says, James, this is an altar. I'm like, no, it ain't. He says, get up, walk around. So we in the middle of the conversation, me and her talking. I just get up and leave. She's like, okay, I know what's going on. So I'm walking around, look on the counter and there's these uh, daily bread books on the counter. Look over in the corner. In the corner is these t-shirts that's for sale. And it's like, we partner with St. Jude to do this and this and this. And then the Holy Spirit says, listen to the music. And so you clearly hear, it sounded like R&B and country music, but it wasn't. It was gospel music. Yeah. This, this is an altar. I'm going to send you to a place that's not an altar. So you'll understand the difference. So I go back down. I'm sitting down talking with her, cracking jokes, making fun of her, blah, 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 blah. We go to the next place. We go in that next place and it's dead. It feels like you just, it's a business, but there's no spirit in the business. It's just dead. You can feel it's just dead. It's like, it's like walking into an empty building, even though there's people working in a building, right? Um, and so that's how spiritual altars work. So that car wash, all those employees who are constantly coming to work in that environment of God, their lives are being changed. And as they go out and God changes them, they change other people, Right. And as those people that they've changed change other people, it spreads like a, a, a virus and it's a viral spread. Um, and what most people don't, don't even understand about America, think about America's founders. America was founded as a spiritual altar. Yes. That's what the whole, the founding fathers did. They put, they believed in God. They put God as, in God we trust. You know what I'm saying? Right. And everything that's happened to this country has been trying to destroy the altar that it is. That's why America was prosperous. That's why America was prosper had all the prosperity in the world. But everything that attacks our nation is about destroying the altar that is our nation because this nation is an altar to God. When you start hearing people talking about, you know, the relationship between America and Israel, right? Um, people trying to attack that relationship. Uh, uh, America being a racist country and uh at one point in time, we had racial issues, and we had racial problems, but at this point in time, there's no way you can sit here and call America a racist country. That's you're a freaking idiot. <laughs> um, um, when you go into uh, the, the whole abortion debate that just happened and the ruling and then the way people behave, then you, you just, if you look at it from the right perspective of America being a giant altar, and then you look at it 
from let's say at, at 10,000 feet in the air we're sitting up and we're looking sitting looking down on America and it's a giant altar then we get 5,000 feet down and we see well there's places in America that are even stronger portions of the altar so a Texas a Mississippi a Florida um, they're stronger places and then when you look at the prosperity of those places it's even stronger it's even better the people have better lives. The cities are bigger, they're beautiful, they're not dilapidated, they're not torn down. This is true spiritual warfare, but nobody talks about it because they just think it's praying. You know what I'm saying? What prayers do you say? Let's pray about this. No, 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 bro. This is this is real spiritual warfare. So uh, I feel like I'm rambling, but... Oh, you're not rambling at all. You're not rambling at all. There's, there's certain principalities that have dominion over certain areas, right? Yeah. Um, so it's making perfect sense what you're saying that the places that, you know, the church of Jesus church of God has already reclaimed, you know, uh, we got our, our strongholds or in these, these states you're talking about and these principalities and powers there in these other, these other states. Like if I dare say New York or California, maybe portions of those states, not even the whole state. Portland for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Portland, Portland, Oregon for sure. Yeah, uh, that's where that's where um, the body of Christ needs to do more work, right? Uh, exactly. We need, to, we need to go out there and and rebuke these principalities and powers, and, and you know, claim claim that land back back for Jesus. Um, how do we do that? Other than witness, if you no, it's easy if you understand what the issue is. It's the law of dominion. And remember, all spirits that work on this planet have to work through human being, right? Right. So it's actually right. the people that we need to save. Right. And Wait. you and you can see it. For example, if you come to New Orleans and you hang out on Bourbon Street long enough, you'll realize why New Orleans is the way it is, why it has the crime it has, why it has all the crazy stuff it has. Yeah. Because the center of our city, our city is um the heartbeat of our city is a place that's that deals in every type of negative spiritual trade you can get you can go to a strip club you can get a drink you can walk around naked you can go to a gay bar you can go to a uh you can go to a swingers club you can buy cocaine you can buy crack every negative thing that you could ever want you can go to a sex toy store um is on one street and it's that's one, two, three, four, five city blocks where it's all condensed. Yep. So if I if I come in town with my wife and we drinking, and I'm like, oh babe, we drunk. Let's go to the little porno store and get us a sex toy. Oh, we went and got us a sex toy. We're gonna bring that home. That's gonna be a problem for us later on down the road because we married. We ain't supposed to be doing that. Oh, let's go to the strip club. Let's get you a lap band. Oh, that's another problem. Bro, you just rack it up on one street. You know what I'm saying? Rack it up. And the racking it up ain't even the this it's a problem but if people would just say hey god i'm sorry i know i went out tonight me and my wife wild out but we don't want no consequences from this one bro we we did too much then you know he's good to forgive us for our sins but people right. don't know it so it's the ignorance and i truly mean ignorance not knowing that's the problem it's the mm -hmm. ignorance and then the misconceptions of what who god is how he is and how he treats us that is the problem. So, you know, you've spoken to someone who you'll talk to them about Christ. You know, they'll be like, well, 
and it's so negative. Well, I don't believe in the church because of church. I'm not talking to you about the church. I'm not talking, I'm talking about talking about Christ. I'm talking about God. Well, if he believed in us so much, why he did this and why he did that and why this and why that? I understand where you're at. I understand where you're coming from. But in order to answer those questions, we need to crack open this Bible. Well, I'm not going to open the Bible because it's got inconsistencies. It's got this, 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 this. Yeah, I, you know what? There are some things in that Bible that you may find where it says this here and it says this there, but I didn't write it. That's the Lord's words, and I'm not going to sit here and try and explain all that to you. But you know, at the end of the day, this is about you being saved and not going to hell. It ain't about all the rest of that foolishness that you concern yourself with. Amen. It's about your soul. So we can sit here and argue back and forth with all these points of, you know, the things that you find negative, or we can get you right with God for eternity. And sometimes people like it, sometimes people don't. I have real close friends who... um who've just been humbled dramatically, drastically because of some of the blasphemy that they've said in conversations while I was trying to help them with things. And I mean, it, I knew it was coming because it was like, stop. I heard, stop talking to him, hang up the phone. I said, Ooh, ooh. all right, bro. I'm gonna call you back, my man. Well, what's going on? I got to call you back. Click. I was like, man, that dude gonna get it because it's like, <laughs> dude, you, you wilding out. And then two weeks later, Hey man, I need to talk to you about this. A whole nother person calling me on the phone. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, what happened in the past two weeks? Well, how you know something happened? Remember I told you I, was to, I got off the phone with you abruptly? Yeah, I was told to get off the phone with you abruptly. Well, why were you told to get off the phone with me? Because if you're going to blaspheme like that, it's against God's law for me to even be talking to you as a blasphemer because I might bring myself in a blasphemy like that. So I got to get off the phone with you. So he did me one favor, said, hang up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he did me it. a favor. So yeah. it's, it's those things, bro that really make up spiritual warfare. I feel like, you know, we should have, and I'll be more than happy to head this up. We need to have all the brothers that are brothers in Christ in the paranormal community start having like a weekly conversation. We talk about stuff that goes bumping the night and stories that we've heard and we throw out different, um, in fact, let me write that down because I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm writing it down with you because <laughs> I, I do have a few other, a few other friends you know, that, you know, through channels like this, that, uh, that would benefit from this. Cause that became, so I gotta write it down, dude. Yeah. We gonna, um, we gonna have some conversations Well, we just get deep into all this stuff, bro, because, um, here's what people don't get. I don't know if I, I need, I might need to take that out of my, my little phrases that I use. Here's what people don't get. And here's what people don't understand. But I, I feel like that's accurate when I say it. If you find yourself in the in the area where you listen to Dogman, Bigfoot, Black Eyed Kids, uh, aliens, and things of that nature, then the chances are you've had some type of negative encounter that brought you in that direction. And there's two ways that people can look at those encounters. You can look at that encounter like, oh, I saw a Black Eyed Kid, and you know, I want to learn more about the Black Eyed Kids. Or you can say, hold on, man, it got it's, it's 7 billion people on this planet right? Mm -hmm. Why in the world did I see this and all the rest of these people ain't seen it? What, what is it different about me that allowed me to see this or what happened different in my life when you see the black guy kid? What is, what is going on in my world that's making something pull the covers off of me at night while I'm going to sleep? Right. What is going on in my world to where I wake up in the morning and I have had wet dreams and I don't know what's going on. So it's, it's, if people ask the right question, then they get to an answer. What ends up happening in our community is 
nobody wants to give those people an answer to the question because if you sell the mystery, you make money. So they sell the mystery. Yeah. But they don't sell a solution. Because we sell a solution. Oh, Water's telling a solution. We done heard from here. I don't want to listen to that no more. Well, guess what? I'm going to give you the solution. I'm going to tell it everything. And I'm going to make it entertaining to where you're going to come back for more. Uh, you know, and that's that, all it is, too. That, that's like big pharma, man. You know, they, they, they sell a treatment, but they won't sell the cure, right? Yeah. There's, no, there's no money in the cure. Well, that's what goes on in the paranormal community. And, bro, between me and you and whoever listens to this, uh, this was like four days ago when uh, I was studying to help a friend about the spirit of fear. The Holy Spirit said, you know how many people you run to the spirit of fear with your, your content and you didn't pull them back out? And I said, ooh. And he said, yeah. I said, well, let me, I'm going to go ahead and repent of that right now. Did duly noted, and I started pulling them back out. I said, all right, no problem. And boom. That's how deep it is, bro. That's how deep the spiritual warfare is. So think about it. Just my my business and my way of feeding myself um, and my family is putting people in a spirit of fear to where it could be leveraged. That, that could be leveraged as a sin against me in the courts of heaven where any spirit could go petition. Hey, we want to we want to give him cancer because God, this is what he's doing. You know, he's putting people in a spirit of fear. So he should be in fear. Like, bro, it's it's deep point the way i don't bro so it's um, all i can say is devil's advocate level deep out here in these streets hey you know what though i never considered that before and i got about i don't know 125 episodes and probably a hundred that i should probably ask for forgiveness for <laughs> for, for the mm -hmm. same thing man yeah yeah wow thank you for that. that that was a blessing uh all right let me ask you this if you're if you're ready to move forward, I, I just got a couple more questions for you. I'm I, here for you, brother. Go ahead. Hey, first of all, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, man, because you get it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> bro, it, it, you can imagine what I've been through to get it, though. I got yeah. my butt whooped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have Pops to, with my butts. I have to. Uh I that's why I was I was just talking to the guys yesterday. I, I said, you know, I gave my life to Jesus 20 years ago, 21 years ago. But then I joined the Air Force. You know, I was like 22 years old and I lived a typical active duty service member's life. Right. You know, I name it. I did it. You know, I didn't do any hard drugs, uh, but everything else. I was I was a wild man and I stayed that way for years and years. Even after I came back home, I was I brought all that all that sin with me. And it, it took me forever to get back on online with Jesus. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I've been there. I've done that. I've, I've screwed up. I've begged for mercy. But, uh, yeah, let me ask you a couple more things. One, you said, and I don't want to get too personal, but you said when you were young, you had a couple paranormal experiences. Um, is there anything that you'd want to share that stands out? Oh yeah, I'll show the one. I show I got all kind of stuff that happened. Um, I told this one on Coast to Coast AM about when I was twelve or thirteen years old in Mississippi. I was leaving my grandmother's house, well, one of my grandmother's houses, going to the the next house, and in Mississippi, there's these used to have this basketball. Well, it was just like this big open field with a basketball court at the far end of it, and if you imagine standing. 
at the end of a field by the back door of a house, right? And you're looking down, directly in the center of that field is a basketball goal. To the right-hand side of that is a, a lamp, like a light post, right? Basketball goal had a green backboard, a green oversized backboard, and had a red rim. The pole was painted green. If you're coming down that pole, <clears throat> you're looking at it coming down that pole, there was a hedge of bushes that were taller than like the little, I guess the five foot chain link fence that you would have, a six foot chain link fence. There was this hedge of bushes that went all the way from right to left um, that was about six, seven feet tall, just so I could paint the picture for you guys. On the left hand side of that was an oak, uh, a pecan tree. Um, so on the left-hand side of the goal was a pecan tree. On the right-hand side of the goal was this lamp. This lamp. It's 9, 30, 10, 10 o'clock at night. I'm leaving my grandma's house, which we call the girl's house, to go to the boy's house, which is the house next door. And, bro, I'm walking down the steps. i never forget coming out of the house, walking down those steps, which were like concrete steps that weren't bolted down. And because they weren't bolted down, when you took a step on them, they would rock and hit the house. So every time you step, it was like, we hit boom, boom, boom. And it would just rock because they would rock back and hit the side of the house. And I remember those three steps, boom, 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 coming down, going through the carport, coming around and going into the darkness, headed towards the other house. I think I had like 40, 30, 40 yards to go to get to the, the back door of the other house. Right. And as I'm walking along, man, um, I'm pretty sure I heard, yeah. I heard something say, James, like, like my name, but it was a whisper. It was a loud whisper. And when I looked in that direction by that basketball goal, there was this freaking black shadow. Um, bro, it had to be, the basketball rim was 10 feet. So it had to be 13 feet tall. No. With flaming red eyes coming through the hedge. So it was, it was like the shadow was coming through the hedge, like it was behind the hedge, coming through the hedge and coming towards me. And bro, I'm just terrified. And I can't move. I can't, I can't even talk. And, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? And it gets to a point to where I know that this was sent to take me. I'm like, it's sent, like I'm being sacrificed. Right. And I know I'm something is being sent to take me. And my cousin, my oldest cousin, um, male cousin at that point in time I hear him coming I didn't know it was him when he came out of the door but I hear him coming out of the door and I realize it's, it's him after he tackles me and picks me up but I hear him come out of that same door with those steps that go boom 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 but I hear him hit it twice boom boom and I hear him jumping and I hear his feet land bow then I feel him tackle me and pick me up and he runs with me into the house and um, takes me inside, takes me to the bedroom, sits me on the bed, which, you know, this was a weekend when all the family members were there, all my uncles were there. And so for me to, I'll never forget, for me to even be able to go into a bedroom was significant because I was one of the younger kids, we used to have to sleep on the floor. Right. Right. With big old, big old wood cockroaches crawling on you. So I remember him taking me in the bedroom, sit me down on the bed, saying, hey, stay right here, don't move. Whatever you do, don't move. And then him scrambling, I mean, full speed out of the room. Like, you know how somebody runs and they slip on carpet? Yeah. Like he ran, slipped on a carpet, his shoulder hit the door and he bounces himself up, runs down the hallway and you hear his feet sliding as he's turning on back out of the door. I think he jumped down the steps once he opened the door because I remember hearing his feet like he was taping leaping steps like boom, 
boom, like these long strides to get back over there. His feet go back up the other steps and the door burst, burst open and him screaming. And then everybody just start moving, just moving. Like I've never heard before in that, in that, in my family. Well, um, a few minutes later, he comes back and he says, all right, I'm going to stay right here with you. And he says, grandma's going to go outside and deal with that. And then I hear her walking outside. Like I hear her, I, I remember her footsteps because you know, when you're a kid and you're bad, you remember your grandmother's footsteps. I remember how her footsteps sound coming down those steps. I memorized it because I did so much wrong when she would come spank me, you know, her footsteps. Sure. So I, I heard her steps, boom, boom, boom. And then I heard her praying out the Bible. And then, um, and I heard her saying, be gone. Right. And I'm like, I didn't realize what happened until I was like an adult. I didn't realize that there was like uh, these exchanges being made, uh, spiritual exchange, exchanges for power and for influence and for all these other things. And I was supposed to be a part of an exchange. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't because of what my cousin did. Um, and then some other kids ended up being a part of an exchange. It's crazy, bro. But what people that. need to understand is there's um for every form of power that a person wants there has to be a sacrifice bro has to be, yes it's a sacrifice the good thing about coming to jesus is his sacrifice is that he wants his obedience to do the right thing these other things but if you run around with them they're gonna get you to do some things you might lose a kid you might lose an arm might lose a leg you might lose a family member um but all God, the sacrifice he wants is obedience. That's why I play for the team that I play for, bro. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I can be obedient. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot easier. And, you know, you're right. If you, if you play with the other teams, sacrifices. And you see that all the time in Hollywood, man. You, mm-hmm. you see that all the time in Hollywood and politics. And, you know, I don't know, but there's a, there's a certain popular family that has a uh, – about 55 of their friends had committed suicide. And I think some of that was sacrifice and some of that was dirty work, but. Yeah, I, I'll talk, we'll talk about that privately. I'm not <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff publicly. <laughs> no, I'm just meaning the sacrifice portion of it. We know, yeah. we know who you're talking about. They, oh yeah. Them people, them, that family is wild, man. Yeah. It, it's a hundred percent true um, that the spiritual laws of exchange in order to get something you got to give up something yes and so therefore anybody who's obtained some kind of power that's working with the spirit they have to give up something and that's the most important thing for anybody who's listening to me right now who's dabbling in excuse me dabbling in magic or you're a dabbler you ain't going all the way down the road if you are a dabbler if you're one of those people i'm gonna go light this candle and try and get this for example, let's talk about a person who, um, uh, let's take something like down here in New Orleans, like a cash candle. Down here in New Orleans, they have these hoodoo yes. cash candles, right? Yes. You light the candle, it's green, it's got like a money sign on it, um, and normally they tell you to pray a psalm over the candle. Most people don't understand, most people don't understand what they're doing when they do that, but I'll explain it to you. You go to the store, you buy a candle, you light it. And there's a spirit associated with that candle. I'm not sure which one it is. Don't really matter. Honestly, at the end of the day, it, it, it's insignificant. But what you do is you take God's word and you read God's word from the Bible over that candle. So what does that spirit do? 
that spirit goes into the courts of heaven in front of Jehovah El Mishfat, which is God the judge. And it says, hey, um, you know, my guy over here wants to, and, and it may not be, it may be another, it may be another court of God because, you know, for every aspect of God, there's a name. But let's just say they go to the judge. Hey, judge, um, uh, 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 Dark Waters down here needs a thousand dollars to pay his light bill. So he sent me up here to tell you Based on what is written, you say that you're going to prosper your people, blah, 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 blah. So the judge is sitting there saying, wait, what? Yeah, he sent me. Now, I could have came, I could have came that Christ is our advocate, right? right. I could have went to Christ, right? But no, 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 no. He said, he said, you know, Christ is sitting right here next to me. And uh, so you're trying to tell me, and Jesus is sitting there looking like, all right, so I'm sitting here, homeboy didn't holler at me at all. So you sent, they sent you. To come here, yes. He sent me, and he read this scripture. This is your word, and your word can't be broken, and you got to honor your word because you are your word. Judge sitting there saying, you know what? You're right. That's what I am. Nah, you got it. But guess what? Boy, if you understood what you did, when you did that, you wouldn't do it. That Boy, boy, boy and that's the problem. People don't understand what they're doing. So they running around playing, boy, you don't understand. I'm, let me try and make it, let me let me find a scenario that makes sense. All right, that's like, that's like, all right, you, not only did you steal John Wick's car, <laughs> but you killed his puppy, not a couple of days after his, his wife was, you know, his wife's funeral, the day of his wife's funeral. That's the equivalent of the serious severity. I mean, just to break it in human terms, that's the equivalent right. of the severity of what you're doing. Yep. It's like John Wick's wife dies on Monday. He has a funeral Monday morning. On the, She dies on Monday. He has a funeral Tuesday morning. Tuesday at 12 noon, you steal his car, kill his puppy, break in his house. That's how bad it is. That's what you're doing <laughs> on is. a spiritual level. Yeah, that's yeah. how I mean that's the only way I can relate it. God forgive me for comparing John Wick to you. I'm, there's no comparison. I'm just trying to use a parable here. So don't 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 be holding all right. I'm just saying, like that's the only way I can make people understand, bro. You bugging, but you don't know no better. And what you think is, well, I'm gonna do this. Well, just because you don't know no better doesn't mean there's no consequences for it. Right. Yeah, so it'll work. Gotta, but oh buddy. He, but there's is the end game it, it, you got to stand an account for each one of these things you do oh yeah and that bro that's one Just think about it it's different there's a and it, you know people say sin and sin but um there's some people who have the who have the audacity so i can understand somebody who's ignorant somebody who doesn't know any better uh, i can understand somebody who's just trying to live their life and they don't pay no attention they don't they but then there's people who know the spiritual laws Right. There's practitioners who know how this works. Those are the people that when I have conversations with, I'd be like, yo, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, yo, why are you doing that? Because this, 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 that don't make no sense. You know, you know, like we're sitting there having hardcore scriptural conversations. You know that you use this scripture in this Bible to do this. You know, that's wrong. And yeah. they're like, yeah, but I'm never going to go to Christ and da, da 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 I'm like, come on, man. What's wrong? And I love you. What's wrong with you? Bro, you know, you, you know I talk to everybody in the paranormal community. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. Some of them conversations in the background is, yo, 
it's just pure unadulterated love <laughs> loving a person through like just crazy stuff call you two o'clock in the morning screaming and howling just i am i'm gonna show, try my best to show you christ's love and then some people behind the scenes have moved in the right direction other people haven't um then some people moved away from me because we had those conversations i just be like whatever bros i'm gonna keep it moving but that's the reality of spiritual warfare i'm rambling you're good you're good good. i love it i i'm soaking in every word because like i said you get it you the the reality of it all you know that there is there's literal demons there's literal spirits that just want to put that seed of doubt they just want to separate us from god that that's all they need we don't need to be you know wearing black robes and lighting red candles to not serve God, you know, it don't have to go to that extent. It's just for us to, to lose our faith and to lose our way. And the way, the way you can describe these things is perfect, man. I appreciate you. Nah, bro. I appreciate you having me on my man. Hey, I I do have one question left. I know we've, we've been on here for a minute, but like I said, my dad being your number one fan and my uncle is probably your number two fan. <laughs> okay. So, what we got? Uh, I can't let DW off the, off the air without talking about dog, man. Just a, just a minute. Okay. What All you right. About dog, man? I want just your theory or revelation of what it is people are dealing with, with dog, man. If, if you can put it in any kind of box whatsoever, is it demonic? Is it flesh and blood? Is it all of the above? What What's the word on dogma? Um, I'm I'm of the mindset that there's you can't put it in a single box, right? You know, you know how when you were a kid, you had shoe boxes, and like let's say you had a frog, right? And you want to you would take another piece of cardboard and you slide it in the shoe box. You make a divider. You put some grass in there. You have two sides in one shoe box with one for a frog and one for another frog. You got to <laughs> yeah. do the same thing with dog, man. Except you got to have like three or four or five different dividers. There's evidence to support the fact that it's flesh and blood. 100% evidence to support that because there's video evidence where we see it. Hmm. There's evidence to support to support that they are interdimensional beings that come in, in and out of portals. Um, there's evidence to support that they were genetically modified just like today um there was news stories hit the news about uh russia complaining about the ukraine having super soldiers oh really? uh, and yeah um so there's evidence that um you know well there's there's talk about the super soldier programs that the ukrainians are using because of the bio labs that are there so then there's this there's this room for in the conversation about dog man for genetically modified animals um then there's room for you to talk about like uh aliens where they're a race of aliens from out of space that use spaceships and then there's the other final lane where there's definitely evidence of them being demonic manifestations right so if if i was to try and merge lanes together for people to understand this is what i would say um where I'm sitting right now with everything I've learned is that these things have been here for a while. There's versions of them that's been around for a very long time. There's modified versions for sure that are ridiculously big. The, the largest, the tallest one I've heard about and talked to somebody about was six, not heard to be clear, heard as in from anybody's podcast. Cause I have, I really got to be careful with my word because people try and use it against me, against me. 
the tallest one that I've spoken to a witness about was 16 feet tall. All right. Oh, yeah. So, um, and it was bulky and it was big and it didn't make any sense of description, but the guy wasn't lying. So there's evidence for them being genetically modified and then for them being naturally being here from the, the times of, you know, the floods of Noah, right? Yeah. Um, and that early genetic modification, because that was genetic modification back then as well. Yes, it was. What interests me more than anything is when you kind of get to the point to where you have an understanding that, hey, hold on. If it's genetically modified in a lab, it doesn't have a soul, right? Hmm. And so it goes out into the woods and it may explain some of these encounters that people have. And if it's genetically modified the other way as well, it wouldn't have a soul. Hmm. Maybe explain some of these encounters that people have where some of the encounters are I mean, completely terrifying. I mean, horrifically terrifying. And others encounters are like, hey, bro, what's up? I'm going to see you later. Peace out. Um, I'm getting to the point where I believe that these things are empty vessels that are just running around soulless beings that are moving around on our planet. And but because they're empty vessels that things jump in and out of them that cause behavior patterns. Um, that's the theory where I stand right now. It's a direct conflict with some other theories that people have, but it's just theories and it doesn't matter. And, it, it, you know, we'll until we capture one and chain them down and interrogate them and waterboard them, we don't know what the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's just my theory on it at this point in time. So there's five highway lanes that I've brought down to two, um, which combines them being genetically modified either from the ancient days of time or recently, and then spirits inhabiting to those genetically modified bodies hmm. and reaping certain things and doing certain and doing things to people. For example, um, everybody talks about the missing 411. Right. They talk about, you know, people that went missing in the woods. Nobody does a deep dive into the personality traits and the lifestyles of the people that were missing. Everybody talks about, was this guy alcoholic? You don't have any of that information. You just have this guy was a doctor or a lawyer. Or this person was this. Right. If if spirits are here to steal, kill, and destroy, and they can actually inhabit a body, and then there's somebody that they couldn't, they could actually touch because it was a bad person. You know what I'm saying? There's no protection on them whatsoever because they're a horrible person. I'm pretty sure they would kill them outright. Yeah. Take them, you know, and so that's kind of my thought process on it as it pertains to dog, man. But here's what you do for me. You got my number. If your pops or your uncle want to talk to me, man, just give my number. Tell them call me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. No doubt. I appreciate that. That's very, very generous and very kind of you. And I, I love your theory on the dog, man. Uh, you know, talking about especially the days of Noah genetically modified, we're getting into Nephilim ter territory. And uh, if you would do me the honor of listening to a couple of shows, I got, I'm, I'll send you some links. Um, there's a lady I speak with frequently. She has, um, she, a relationship, I guess you'd say with a, a Sasquatch creature that has, it's broken boundaries into telepathy. She's moved. They still visit through communication and it revealed to her that, he was an Eliud. Now, there's very few references in any ancient text about what an Eliud is, but it's the offspring of a Nephilim. Oh, wow. So, you know, Grandpa was was the fallen. And 
she had no clue. She wasn't even 100% sure how to pronounce Eliud at first. You know, she was she didn't get into that. But the spirit told her certain books that she needed to read and cer certain things that she, you know, needed to, to think on. And we spoke about it and it's, it's so real. Um, I, I have an episode actually coming up really soon. It might release before this one. And it's, it's talking about a question that it posed to her about um, seeking redemption. So it's, it's very interesting, man. I, I'd like for you to check it out. I'll send you some links if you don't mind. Yeah, send me some links to it. I want to I hear that. I, I definitely want to hear that. Somebody else said they were talking to a woman, and, and she said that the she was communicating with Bigfoot telepathically, which sounds mm -hmm. like a demon to me. I'm sorry. That sounds like a demon. And that it wanted to, it was trying to find a way to seek redemption from God. Um. And they mentioned it in passing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. All right, I'd love to hear it." Is what I'm saying. I want to yeah. hear the interview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, DW, thank you, sir. Thank you, from bottom of my heart, for coming on the show. Um, big fan, always have been, always will be. Uh, I, I listen for you to come on other podcasts I listen to and stuff like that too, like Blurry Creatures and stuff. I'm I'm always looking for your your content. So thank you for blessing me today. And thank you for blessing me with the message that you have. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. We'll absolutely talk again, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime. I know you got to hop off, so we'll go ahead and let go. All right, peace out. All right, later. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on, share your story with us, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.
there's a river yeah. flowing from God's holy where the tree of life is blooming where the place in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen. Amen.